0: To another episode of what is a podcast and we're starting on a serious note because it's been a serious note this week um by now I'm sure you've heard about um the Asian American hate crimes that happened in Atlanta um at this point it's been about a week since um those hate crimes happened Um, And there's been an increase in hate crimes amongst Asians, Asian Americans, since this pandemic uh, started, right? Because people have these weird thoughts about China and coronavirus, and they're equating every, every Asian person to a Chinese person and committing hate crimes. And there's layers and layers of racist prejudice things happening with Asian Americans and have been happening for far, far, far too long, right? And I think what the big thing about this is, right? Well, the big thing about it is that it's happening, right? It's happening, like actual people are affected by that. That's the big thing, right? Um, When it comes to how we discuss it, how we move and try to make things better, try to make society better for everyone, right? I still see people who are missing the intersectionalities of it, right? And sometimes people hear the word intersectionality and they think, oh, you're just another, like, SJW or whatever. But intersectionalities are at play here. Like, things intersect. Like, that's just the way things are, right? Society intersects. We don't have just parallel lines, of society, right? We These things cross over and they affect each other and they move and change each other, right? And the intersectionalities of everything are at play, right? When we're talking not just about Asian Americans, when we're talking about everyone, but in this case with Asian Americans, there are several different intersectionalities or several different things that are happening at once or that are manifesting at once, right? And first off is like, this guy, the guy who committed the hate crimes, I don't actually know his name, I'm not gonna look up his name, fuck that guy, right? Um, That guy went the incel route about when it came to like his defense for committing a hate crime and people were saying that oh he's having a bad day oh blah 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 right the problem with that right is that i've never seen anyone who exhibits incel tendencies that wasn't also racist in some way, right? Incel ideology is tied to racism in a way that I don't think people always understand, right? But incels, right, you got to think they're almost always like white guys into like some white supremacist shit, like they always are, right? If you look at famous incels i don't know if that's even a thing famous incels but if you look at them there's a very very clear pattern of racism whether it's to a specific group of people or right, as a black person right and i see these incel guys right and they demonize black people like they think black people are just like brutish or they make negative stereotypes of black people they have this sort of idea of what black people are that's on one hand dehumanizing and on another hand like attributing superhuman powers to black people um at the same time it's this weird sort of thing that happens with black people in that way like they think that we're subhuman but they also think that we have like super strength or we're extra scary or whatever right but like that's what happens in the incel communities is they have these Warped ideas of race in society, right? And that's tied to their sexual desires, right? Because what does incel mean? Incel means involuntary celibate, right? It means that you are not celibate on purpose, right? You would have sex if someone was willing to have sex with you, right? And their sexual desires they see is being blockaded by other men, right? These girls are going for other men. They're going for either the bad guy or the athlete or the rich guy or whatever. That's how they think, right? And a lot of times, those things intersect with people of different races, right? And a lot of times, these people don't approve of these interracial relationships. And it's tied to the fact that if people were willing to have sex with them, right, they probably wouldn't be in this way, but they don't have people wanting to have sex with them. So they're a racist and they're a misogynist and they're leaning towards the potential to commit heinous hate crimes, which happened tragically about a week ago at this point, right? And I am oversimplifying it because this is a podcast and it's not you know ever, anything like super formal right but these things exist within society they exist within incel communities they exist within online communities and IRL communities right and if you look into it right if you look into it in the language they use the actions they do how they communicate with each other you'll see like clear as day like the links between racism white supremacy misogyny and incel culture, right? So I'm always like, if someone starts leaning towards that incel tendency, like I am very, very wary of that person, right? Because that is a slippery slope to go down, right? And then there's that incel thing also with the fact that these people were in a spa, like they were working at a spa, like, these hate crimes happened at a spa, and the front, the sexual frustration of the attacker led him to seek out the spa, right, he was tired of, like, I don't know, perceived promiscuity or whatever, right, but he was in Atlanta, right, he was in Atlanta, right, where the majority population of Atlanta is not Asian, right, Atlanta is known as a lot of black people there right and he's he sought out right the the asian specific places right so there's clearly a tie right to asian people like this guy has a problem or an issue with asian people right and the tie to asian people as sex workers as opposed to any other race of people right and the cop right the cops were trying to say it's not racially motivated how the fuck can you say that right how the fuck can you say it's not racially motivated when he was motivated to go after one specific race of people right how do you mean it's not racially motivated right how do you mean that doesn't make any sense but you know, white supremacy and protecting white criminals, even when they cur- commit heinous acts, it happens. We've, we've seen it before. Right. We've seen it before. We'll probably see it. But again, I wish we'd never saw it again. But that's what happens. Right. And then there is the intersection of like the Asian American experience, because there is not like a singular Asian American experience, right? And I think what happens specifically in in the United States is sometimes people try to model minority their way into a different conversation, or they try to model minority their ways out of a conversation, right? And the model minority myth is just that, a myth, right? But it's not just a myth, it's a harmful myth, right? Because model minority pits other minorities against each other, right? So if you're going to put Asian Americans as a model minority, right, they have to be a model that is superior in in the, myth, in the mythical eye, right? They have to be superior to other minorities. Otherwise, there's no model, right? There's no thing to stop, seek after, right? So if you're going to be a model minority, you intentionally have to pit other minorities against each other to do that, right? And who benefits from a model minority? The majority, right? The white supremacist system, because if all of the minorities are sort of, whether subconsciously or inadvertently pinned against each other, pitted against each other, right? The white supremacist system can operate as normal right because the white supremacist system is still supreme in that case right and all the other l- minoritized people right they're not f- not looking at this other thing because they've been pitted against each other right and i saw a tweet right today i saw a tweet it was one of the worst tweets i've seen right where it says asian americans do well right? They do well because they value family and education and that's why they succeed, right? And I just have to say, if you're going to make that argument, what you have to do after that, right, is say other minorities do not value education and family because you're saying that Asian Americans do well because they value education and family, right? And if that's the case, Then why Asian Americans by certain measures are more successful, the measures that you're using, right? That means that these other people don't value education and family. And what you say when you say that is that these other people have a worse culture and you see how that gets problematic immediately, right? On top of the fact that it's just not true, right? You can't name a culture that doesn't value education and family, right? The situation might not be different. The situation might be that certain levels of education are unattainable. The situation might be that certain family members are not accessible, whether it's through borders or money or the prison industrial complex, right? There might be systems set in place so that these things are difficult to manage or you have to express these interests or these familial ties or these educational ties in different ways right But to say that a certain minority group does not value education in family right the only way you can believe that truly is if you don't know any other groups right you you really that's the only way you can do that because if you meet a person right? any person literally any person in the united states right ask them get to know them ask them how they're doing eventually you're going to get to family parents brother sister auntie uncle cousin grandma grandpa right second cousin twice removed eventually you're going to get to some type of family member, right? If they're adopted, they might talk about adopted parents. If they have a stepmom or stepdad, they might talk about stepmom or stepdad, right? If they're, you know, rejecting their biological family and treating their friends as family, right? People are going to talk about family. Like literally anybody is going to talk about, about family. So to say that Asian Americans value their family more, right? No, we all value our family, right? It might be expressed differently, right? There's different traditions and customs and foods and holidays, right? But we all value family and education, like we all send kids to school, right? And people who drop out of school or who don't go to college, right? It's not because the culture says we don't give a fuck about school, right? It's because situations are different for every individual person, right? So you, you can't do that. We can't model minority our way out of oppression because model minority continues oppression, right? And I'm not saying, like, don't value family, or I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this model minority myth will have you thinking that one group does something and no other groups do it when really we all do it, right? And I'm not saying that Asian Americans are the only ones that believe a model minority myth, right? I think a lot of people believe the model minority myth of the Asian American, right? No matter what their race is, right? And I think that that system is harmful for all ethnicities and races in that way right and in addition to the model minority myth and like with Asian Americans right and Asian Americans in this country in the model minority myth it we sort of homogenize Asian Americans when really Asia is so many different countries, right? And so many different experiences. And the model minority myth, again, ignores the situations that lead to people coming to the United States, right? Like there are programs in place for high achieving individuals in their home country to come to the United States, right? People who have you know, masters, PhDs, like people who work in the tech industry or doctors, right? There's programs in place for people like that to come to the United States, right? So if you are already like established in your home country, and the United States is floating your way to come to their country, right? The getting your feet anchored in the country is not the same struggle right as someone who maybe is a refugee right or someone who has bounced around from country to country right or as someone who actually wants to have more money like they don't they're not coming to America because America is offering they're coming because they need a place to go like they need an opportunity or they want an opportunity to make more money Right, because that's the sort of idea America sells is that anyone can get it, right? Anyone can build up and really become a rich person, I guess. I was gonna say millionaire, but six figures, let's say. Um, America like sells that dream, and people come here, right, for various reasons, right? Part of it is a lot of times with the American dream, right? But if you have different experiences getting to the country you can have different experiences within the country right and I think a model minority myth which also says like for people who are not in the model minority myth right that Asian Americans are all wealthy and they are well off and upper middle class and all of that when that's not true of Asians. Like, you're believing a lie when you say that, right? You're believing a lie, right? Because even if you homogenize, even if you think that all Asian people are Chinese, right? Let's say you're one of those people who thinks all Asian people are Chinese, right? Not every Chinese person is wealthy. Not every Japanese person is wealthy. And by the way, did you forget? that we had whole Japanese internment camps. Did you forget that, right? The model minority myth would probably have you just erase that from your memory, but we had whole Japanese internment camps, right? But not every Chinese person is wealthy. Not every Chinese person is like, oh, what rich suburban person, right? Chinese people are in all class levels, right? From rich to poor, there's... Chinese people everywhere. There's Japanese people everywhere. Filipino, Thai, right? Laotian, Korean, right? All of those people are at different class levels because that's just how the fabric of this country works. There's people in different income levels and different tax brackets, right? And they come from different situations. And you're ignoring that by this sort of white supremacist lie that asian people are somehow inherently better than other minorities in this country it's not true right we all need to link together like model minority myth prevents us from coming together in a way that could really make some damage once we reject like myths like that we can come together we can understand that we come from different places different customs different cultures different backgrounds but there's still a system that needs to be dismantled and we can go together right um but it takes time and for a lot of people to realize that this minority myth bullshit is bullshit right but a lot of a lot of like people of all races like they just homogenize Asians because of this model minority myth, right? And then they think that Asian people are somehow superior because of this model minority myth, right? But that increases racial tensions in ways that are not healthy. They're not good, right? Um, And it eliminates the experiences of working class Asians. It largely eliminates the experience of Southeast Asians because a lot of times this is it focuses on East Asians, right? And it also eliminates like almost entirely like South Asians, like India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, right? Because in the United States, a lot of times those people aren't even considered Asian, like Asian and Indian is two different things. I know that's different in um, the United Kingdom. But Asian and Indian, I know growing up, those were two different categories, right? But South Asian people are Asian people, like it's right there in Asia, it's South Asia is, is right there, right? And those people's experiences, I think, get erased, and they get sort of warped when it comes to this model minority myth, right? And it's just like, we could have so much more, right? If we appreciated cultures and differences, right, and values in a different way without sort of pitting a, oh, we value family and education, and that makes this group better than this other group. No, if we didn't do that, we could have so much more things, right? And then also, 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 right, there's this thought, and this is something that happens or I've seen happen in particularly, like, leftist activist spaces, right? Where I've seen non-Asian people sort of say that certain groups of Asians are white, actually, right? Like, they'll be like, oh, Asians are essentially white, right? And they haven't included Asians in their activism because of that, right? Or they've said some things about Asian people that I thought were not right, right? Coming from, again, like activist spaces, right? And that's a direct product of model minority myth. These people who I think in regular circumstances would reject a model minority myth, right? Right fall completely into it without realizing it right and that's something that happens like when you say like when you say Chinese and Japanese people are white actually right you're eliminating these experiences like Asian people don't go through racism right and it's weird in America and it's weird like sort of globally because we see race a lot of times in this sort of like black and white, like, black people and white people, and then everyone else is sort of in between that spectrum, and race isn't biologically real, and the spectrum isn't biologically real, but that's how, like, the society has constructed it, right, so sometimes experiences get lost in the the cracks of that as well, right, but... Asian Americans, Latino, Middle Eastern, Jewish people, Native Americans, right, we all, we all face different problems, right? We all face different problems, and it's a product of white supremacy, right? It's a product of, you know, sexism, misogyny, right? It's a product of all of these things, right? And when we realize that these issues intersect, Right, and maybe we work from our own experiences, our own, you know, growing up knowledge. Right, we do that, and we work on these intersections and see how we can make this better. Right, maybe we find a way to make it better. I realize I'm, I'm oversimplifying. Right, I'm saying, oh, work together, and we're gonna backyard again our shit out of this. Right, what's gonna work? Teamwork. We're gonna be wonder-petsing ourselves, right, but in, it's, we, there has to be something, right, there has to be something that isn't fragmenting that we can do, right, and I think that, um like, rejecting model minority myths of any minoritized group, right, I think that's a good start to do, right, because then you'll realize, right, that, i've been ignoring if you fall into that model minority myth you'll realize that you've been ignoring a lot of things right and there's been different opportunities given to different people based on different situations right and everyone has their own story but you can reject that model minority myth right and that's the first start and working together is probably the next start right and again, this isn't to say that minoritized groups can't have bad people, right? There's bad people in every race and ethnicity, right? People who are criminals or want to do harm. But largely, largely, wow, ooh, wow. I just, like, swallowed air in a weird way, but I'm okay. Um, but yeah, largely, we can work together, right? Largely. But yeah, it just, it makes me, it makes me think right it makes me it makes me think about like society and all of that that's going on right and right honestly truly it's like an awful situation that happened right and it shouldn't have happened and it's very very tragic what happened right and what happens next right i don't know exactly what's going to happen next week or the week after that but what happens next right, is important because these crimes is on the rise, right? These crimes is on the rise, right, in the United States. And things need to be done. I don't have every single answer. I'm not the smartest Einstein in the world. But it is something that, like, we need, like, really to crack down on this, like, governments or communities really need to crack down on this. Because it's out of hand, right? And I live in the Bay Area. It's been out of hand. It's out of hand, right? So yeah, it's just, it's awful. It's awful. Um, But other other than that, because there is a duality here. There's been a duality of people on the internet or thoughts on the internet, right? And this isn't going to be super long, I don't think, but Thoughts on the internet. There's one about like this greater social, intersectional, cultural thing, right? And then we also have Sweetie and Quavo, right? We have Sweetie and Quavo. I realize this, is, we're just going to run with it, right? Sweetie and Quavo, and this isn't important in that same way, not at all, but. It's something that has had Twitter occupied for the past few days. Because if you don't know, Sweetie and Quavo are rappers. Sweetie is a woman. Quavo is a man. And they were dating up until very recently, right? And they broke up, right? And Quavo, who is a ma- member of the Migos, who are not known for being super faithful, um, it's reported that Quavo was... Cheating on Sweetie and Sweetie ended it with Quavo, right? And you know, all of that seems regular. Like if you cheat, you get broken up with, right? I don't see a problem with that, right? But what my problem is, right, is the sort of detective work that goes into celebrity relationships in social media, because people will say, people will say on Twitter, right, so-and-so unfollowed so-and-so on Instagram, I wonder if there's any problems here, right, that's my main thing, right, and in this case, there was problems, right, they were accurate, but who, who is doing this? Who is going online and checking to see if someone still follows another person? That's something that is not fathomable to me, right? Who is going to other people's, other celebrities' profiles and just seeing if they still follow, certain person right is there beef is there a breakup like because as far as I know Saweetie and Quavo didn't give any inclination that the relationship was on the rocks originally it was like internet sleuthing I could be wrong about that but it was like internet detective work that really um started fueling rumors right about unfollowing people but in order to check on if you're unfollowing people, you have to like think, oh, I wonder if these people still follow each other, right? And that's just a thought process that I've never had, right? I would go to Saweetie's profile or Quavo's profile. I know that they're dating, right? I have no reason to believe that they're not dating. So why would I check if they follow each other? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Like the only thing I can justify is if this is your job. If you're like a pop culture reporter, a celebrity reporter, right? Then I can see it. But I'm not checking if another person follows another person. I'm not doing a task like that unless I get paid. Because I can't think of a time waster that's more wasting of time, right? Like you go on Instagram to see fun pictures and videos of either your friends or celebrities or influencers, right? You don't go on Instagram to sleuth in that way, right? And if you do, I hope you're getting paid, right? I hope that someone is paying you to check up on celebrity followings and seeing who follows who, who unfollows, right? Because I imagine that if unfollowing is newsworthy, following someone could also be newsworthy, right? Like if Britney Spears follows Christina Aguilera on Instagram and you catch that, I imagine that's also newsworthy if unfollows are also newsworthy. But it's just like this, like playing internet detective is just something that I don't see at all, right? I don't see the value in it if you are just doing it for free, right? And I don't see like what gain that has. Like I can let people enjoy things. Like if you like celebrities and gossip and all of that, I truly am happy for you. I'm glad that you're happy, right? But there's one thing of enjoying celebrity gossip. Another to say, I wonder if these people are still following me or following each other. I wonder. They have 14 million bajillion followers. Let me see who they're following today. Maybe it'll change tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Right? I don't see, I don't see what that gets out of you. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm just a dummy, and I don't get it, right, but I think that, in terms of what we could do with our time, right, we can gossip about celebrities, we can learn about what's new in the trends on the internet, right, but you don't have to sleuth you don't you don't have to sleuth, I promise you i I honestly and truly I do um, and I'm actually going to leave you with that, right is that you can, you can do things that are waste of time, we can waste time, right, I don't care what you do, at the end of the day, I don't care what you do with your time, right, I just think that going internet detective on celebrities that you don't know for free, right, might not be the play, might not be the play, if you're getting paid, go, do it, if you're not, reconsider, um, but yeah, that's about it, um, I am thanking you. Oh, my God. I forgot how to end this. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for watching, listening, paying attention, all of that jazz. Remember, stop Asian hate, and I will see you next time. All right. Thank you. Dot com. Bye.